On today's Trouble with the Snap, Colton and I will be looking at a pretty loaded Week 7 upcoming. Uh, we will give our picks, our previews, analysis on some of this weekend's biggest games. Then after that, we will ha- we will tell you all our locks of the week before finally ending the show with Colton giving a little brief discussion slash rant about a water issue at his apartment. All right, let's roll the intro. Nick Saban, and in 2003, the Tigers captured the BCS... Michigan State's Dalen Watts takes in and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable! All right, everybody, welcome back to Trouble with the Snap. I am Will, and I am, as always, I am joined with UT's most incredible scholar and the absolute biggest college football connoisseur in the entire country, Mr. Colton Deutsch. Colton, how are you doing today, boss? We're doing pretty well. No class tomorrow, so the weekend is the weekend is right upon us. Very nice. Why, why don't you have class tomorrow? Just typically we have class Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then as of, I don't know, pretty recently the professor stopped doing class on Fridays, which is just fine with me. So how about yourself? That's a lecture. How's it that's, down? That's a lecture. It's been going pretty well. Um, you know, this week, as I told you, or as I mentioned in the last episode, I had Monday and Tuesday off, so um, it's absolutely flying by for me here. I uh, had part one of my math test yesterday. I thought it did fairly well on that, so that's that was a bit of a of a morale boost. Um, other than that, though, just doing some homework and getting ready for part two of my test tomorrow. Um, but aside from that, we're chilling. I'm enjoying the nice, cool weather outside, and, you know, life life is pretty good right now. I mean, that's great. I uh, I don't know, man. Math classes are always pretty tough. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I am, as you called me, like five-star math math prospect in a couple of intros ago, if you remember that. So I, I have some pretty big shoes to fill. You know, I see a lot of potential there. It's unfortunate that you had a test today. For me, I was – I had this professional communication class where we mm-hmm. basically just work on public speaking. And we were talking about it beforehand, but – Someone did a presentation about axolotls, this weird amphibian. And yeah, I had never heard of this thing before. And it actually kind of freaks me out. But can you can you buy them at like PetSmart? I think so. Okay. I mean, they're kind of I guess they're a fish of sorts, right? I, I don't know. I, I've, I've, oh, only, I've it's a it's a salamander. Oh, okay. Yeah, those things are really weird, but it's pretty interesting. I've never heard these things before, and I'm actually kind of scared of them. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess you learn something new every day. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, speaking of learning stuff, you want to just say hell with it and jump into our slate already? Yeah, let's start with a Big Ten matchup here. We have the Ohio State at Purdue playing in West Lafayette. The last time they played was that memorable 2018 game with Tyler Trent and when Rondell Moore went absolutely nuts and the spoiler makers pulled off an upset there. I just mentioned the Purdue 
Boilermakers or the Spoilermakers. I just saw the stat. Purdue has 17 wins against AP top five opponents as an unranked team, which is nuts. Apparently no other school in the AP poll era has more than 11 wins versus top five teams. So definitely something to take into consideration here. I think everybody kind of knows and views Purdue as a scary upset team with Hudson Carter quarterback there. But yeah, with the first year coach Ryan Walters, the Purdue Boilermakers have had a bit of a rough go at it year one, and I don't think Ohio State will have many problems there in West Lafayette. You know, I think I mentioned this um, during one of our very first episodes, that 2018 game between Purdue and Ohio State and West Lafayette is, is actually one of my all-time favorite college football games. That was an incredible atmosphere. I still watch the highlights of that game like to this day on occasion. Like I, I, I don't know what it was about that game. I guess it was just the atmosphere or – you know, the uniforms or I guess just kind of the magnitude of the game, whatnot. It was, it was just phenomenal. I loved it. Um, all right. Anyways, shifting, shifting focus a little bit. Um, next game we'll be talking about is Arkansas at Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Um, this is going to be a pretty tough game for Arkansas to say the least. Um, you know, they're, they're two and four at the moment and they're zero and three in conference to start out the season. So, um, that is certainly the opposite of an ideal start for Sam Pittman and company. Um, as for Alabama, you know, coming off a big win against AM, that as much as it pains me to say that, um, coming off a, pr- a pretty big win, a pretty dominant win on offense, I would say. I mean, it was only 26 20, but Jalen Milrow looked like a completely different quarterback this past Saturday. Um, and it'll be really exciting to see what type of Jalen Milrow shows up again, especially with him being back at home now. Um, clearly, he was an absolute warrior on the road last week. So I think he, um, the much better version of himself, will have little to no issues showing up um, at home and especially against a bit of a lesser opponent in Arkansas. Um, and back to the Razorbacks a little bit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm already calling my shot now. I think Alabama's going to win by three touchdowns, no question. Um, but as for Arkansas, you know, it, I feel like this all just comes down to KJ Jefferson or rocket Sanders. Um, you know, KJ, he's got a, obviously he, he and Milrow, this is a kind of interesting matchup because he and Milrow, at least in my opinion, are really, really similar quarterbacks. You know, they both, they're built like app, they're built like Derek Henry throwing a football looks like. And, um, you know, they can both take off no problem. They have no fear of running the ball whenever they need to. And they can also throw the ball like 60 yards downfield on a dime. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see um, just how these two match up against each other. But ultimately, in the end, I, as I just said a minute ago, I have Bama in this game by three touchdowns. All right, let's uh, shift focus. We're going to stay here in the SEC a little bit. Um, let's just jump into the AM Tennessee game while we're at it. Um, so as for AM, you know, tough loss last week against Bama at home. Um, you know, Max Johnson and Jimbo Fisher are looking to have a pretty big bounce back with a really big game on their schedule this upcoming weekend against Tennessee in Knoxville. Um, you know, as for AM, I don't want to say it's necessarily, you know, absolute, you know, Armageddon's Armageddon right now for the football season. I mean, there's still a lot to play for, no question. They they just made the road ten times harder for him with a loss last week. But anyways, you know, 
huge game, as I just mentioned. Um, A&M's first trip back up to Rocky Top since 2020 in the COVID-shortened season. And back then, A&M handled business, no problem. But that was also a much lesser and weaker Tennessee team. Um, as for Tennessee, this will be really intriguing, really fun. Um, I believe this will be their checkerboard game. I think I saw that on Twitter. So we absolutely know that Nayland Stadium will be completely rocking on Saturday. Um if I had to make a pick for this game, it, you know, I, I will always be partial to A&M, but um, I would love, I would, you know, okay, excuse me. I'm always going to be a little bit partial to A&M. I would absolutely love to see them have a pretty big rebound this past, this upcoming week. But um, as much as it pains me to say, I have Tennessee in this game by about a field goal. And I believe that's actually what the, um, I think the point spread as of right now is, is uh, Tennessee minus three as well. So I, you know, I, I'm not making this prediction based off of that solely, but um, yeah, I, I ultimately do have Tennessee in this game, unfortunately. Yeah, this should be a great game. You mentioned the line being Tennessee minus three. Typically how it works with at least how Vegas looks at things is that home field gives you three points. So this is essentially means on a neutral field, this would be pretty much a pick em game. Yeah, this is a very interesting matchup here. Joe Milton, everybody knows how how strong his arm is, although not sure how controlled he can be, and I don't think he's had the best season to this point. Certainly AM secondary has struggled, so you, I'm pretty sure Tennessee is going to try and take a lot of deep shots here. On the other hand, though, we'll see if AM's defensive line can really rattle Joe Milton, force him into some mistakes. I think this game is just going to come down to quarterback play, and yeah, I think – kind of like the Alabama game. If I think we kind of said before the game, if Jalen Milrow plays really well, Bama's going to have a great chance here, and this could be the same thing here with Tennessee. I'm with you. I'm going to take Tennessee in a close one. I know AM hasn't won a road game, I think, since 2021, or at least, a, right, a conference road game? Or, so a oh. hasn't won a con- – uh, I, I don't even know. Um it's it's been a while. I'll I'll just say that. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Tennessee close game, but yeah, I think this could be a very fun game to watch. Could come down to how controlled Joe Milton can be if he can land some deep shots. And I will say, I hope uh, my prediction is completely wrong about this game. I hope the Ags win by you know a hundred a hundred plus points. Um, but as an unbiased analyst, I will have to probably roll with Tennessee in this game as much as it hurts me. I guess I just wanted to clear the air there for a moment. I will say it 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 has felt like at least under Jimbo that when backs are against the wall, AM normally seems to play very, very well. That yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's look at a really awesome, exciting college game day game. Oregon and Bo Nix go to Seattle to play the undefeated Washington Huskies here. This Probably is a battle of the top two teams or the best teams overall in the Pac-12 in my mind. You have Bo Nix, Michael Penix, an awesome QB battle here. Oregon's got some good weapons there with Bucky Irving and Troy Franklin. Washington obviously has Romo, Dunsey, Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk. And yeah, Washington has been, I mean, both teams have been really good. I think Washington is honestly kind of underrated, but I have questions about the Huskies defense. And even on the road, I'm liking Dan Lanning in Oregon to make enough stops to win this game. So I'm going to roll with the Ducks there. But really excited to watch this one. A couple of Big 12 games I want to look at. Kansas going to Stillwater. Oklahoma State got a big win over K-State. And Kansas still dealing with the injury of Jalen Daniels. Jason Bean, still a very good quarterback. But I think you want to have your star back there. So interested to see what happens there. Both these teams with a win could find themselves in the thick of the Big 12 hunt behind Oklahoma. 
and Kansas State goes to Lubbock. They're coming off a loss to Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech, despite their struggles, is still in position to be 3-1 and one in conference play. So get back into the race there. So, yeah, two interesting Blue games to look at there. All right, uh, I'm going to jump back to the SEC a little bit here. Next game I want to take a look at is Florida and South Carolina from Columbia. Um, huge game as as far as East as far as the SEC East standings go. You know, Florida is in third place, and you know, as bad as their season has felt up to this point, whatnot, they are still in the thick of it. Um, I would say hunting for um, a spot in the East. Um, of course, they would need quite a few favors to go their way, whatnot, especially like a Georgia loss or so on and so forth. But anyways, um, you know, big game here. Uh, I'm, the main thing for me in this one is it, I think it all will come down to how well Spencer Rattler plays. Um, you know, he's uh, at times this past season and bits of last season, like most notably the Tennessee game, uh, at home last year, um, you know, he was lights out. He looked really good, uh, certain things like that. So this season, he's kind of been up and down a little bit. I mean, he's thrown for already 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns compared to only three picks. So, I mean, he's not exactly lighting up the score sheet too much, but at the same time, um, you know, he's all, at, at moments, he, he kind of has that dog in him, and you can't really measure that in a box score. Um, so ultimately, I think it'll it'll – truly come down to how well he plays as for making a pick in this game um you know Spencer Rattler comes out absolutely slinging the ball over the field no problem uh I got South Carolina in this game by about a touchdown but if Spencer Rattler comes out and just kind of just kind of average or just has just like a just kind of run-of-the-mill day whatnot then I got Florida by by I don't know probably about a touchdown as well but all in all I I feel kind of um, kind of either way on this game. Um, so I guess for my final pick, I will probably just say I feel comfortable, most comfortable with taking Florida in this game. Not by much, though. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Gamecocks by probably a field goal, maybe a touchdown. I think even more so than Spencer Riley having to play well, it's really come down to his offensive line because I think Rattler has shown some really nice improvements and has clearly matured as a quarterback and We've all known he's a first-round talent type of guy, so but their line has failed them time and time again, and we'll see if the Gators can muck up this game and get a big road win. Let's look at a probably the Big Ten West Championship here with Iowa going to Madison. Camp Randall should be rocking. Iowa, we never talked about it, but Cade McNamara, unfortunately, is out for the season. They have a guy named Deacon Hill playing, and... Last week, he was 6 of 21 passing with a QBR of 2. Yet, of course, the Hawkeyes still find a way to win the game. Wisconsin now, they're kind of trying to throw the ball a little bit more, spread out a little more around the field there with Tanner Mordecai. And I like the Badgers to get it done here. But, yeah, Iowa will see if they can hit their 25-point quota, which they did not do last week. So in this game, I truly believe it will be like the ultimate Big Ten game that we will probably have in a long time. I, I see this game, you know, 10-7, or it could be like 6-3, so on and so forth. Like, that's just what the Big Ten is known for, and especially anytime Iowa steps on the field, I I just do not feel confident at all in them hitting that 25-point quota, um, especially with this game being in Madison. I Anytime they're on the road, I'm especially doubting it. Like, it, I already kind of doubt it when they're at home anyways, 
but especially on the road, I, I just think there's no way in hell they hit that quota. Um, anyways, yeah, you know, it's a true bummer that Cade McNamara did break his leg, and I actually do um, apologize a little bit for not covering that earlier when it happened. But anyways, um, you know, you replace, a, of course, the best quarterback on your team with a guy who comes in with the QBR of two. I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm kind of obsessed with that stat. That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but at the same time, they still won in Iowa, you know, five and one on the year, two and one in conference. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens. But ultimately, I, I do. Uh, my gut's telling me to rock with the Badgers here, not just because it's in Madison, but because I truly believe they will score. Um, they will just be able to score more points in Iowa, as we all know. And I think that if Wisconsin could put up maybe something like 17 points tops, um, they should probably have this game in the bag. Inevitably, we are going to get one of those pictures from No Context College Football of the game log, and it's just going to say punt, turnover, punt, punt, punt. Fumble. Yep. Pick, (laughs) pick. Those are the best. Those are always nuts, but I love them, though. Um, All right, I'm going to jump back to the SEC a little bit here. If you can't tell, I'm, I'm a big SEC football fan. Um, anyways, next game I'm going to talk about is Auburn at LSU and Baton Rouge. Um, you know, for Auburn, it it they're such an interesting team this year, you know. Like, I, I don't necessarily understand because, you know, they came to College Station a couple of weeks ago and just did not look good at all. Um, and then, you know, they go home and play Georgia the very next week, the number one team in the country, and, you know, looked – completely different than what we saw um that week previous previously excuse me um really intri- really intriguing game really interesting um as for auburn though this may be the best case scenario considering just how bad lsu's defense has been um because you know peyton thorne he's just kind of been average or actually i would probably say subpar on the year um but you know when you're playing a defense as bad as lsu you know, bad defenses tend to make bad quarterbacks look like superstars. And so that could very well be the case here on Saturday. Um, as for LSU, you know, as I was saying, they got to clean up that defense. Um, I know that, you know, they've shown some signs of improvement, but ultimately they are nowhere near they should or nowhere near where they should probably be at this point in the year already if LSU truly wants to be in the thick of it for an SEC West title. Um Anyways, with this game being in Baton Rouge and with Jaden Daniels playing like one of the, if not the best quarterback in the country at the moment, um, I, I got to rock with the with the Bayou Bengals here instead of, uh, you know, the Tigers from on the Plains. Um, I don't necessarily want to give a score prediction in this game, but I feel pretty confident with my pick in LSU, and I think that they will get it done, even though their defense has just been abysmal so far to this point in the season. Let's look at a big group of five Mountain West matchup here with Wyoming going to Air Force. Yeah, Air Force is a pretty big favorite in this game. They're 10 and a half. And I don't know. Look, Air Force has looked really good. I just I think Wyoming is pretty battle tested here. And I think that they're going to kind of try and muck up this game a little bit and play some ball control. So I think that Wyoming is going to pull this upset. But the winner of this game could be in prime position for that New Year's Six G5 spot, which seeing a service academy in a New Year's Six Bowl would be pretty awesome. I'm totally here for that. Um, all right, now, if you don't mind, can we, take a, can we take a look at probably the biggest game this upcoming weekend? Yeah, I think we're um, looking forward to this. 
Yes, the game I am talking about, if you couldn't guess already, is USC taking on Notre Dame from South Bend. Um, just an incredible matchup, you know, like huge. It's it's kind of crazy. That's the thing with Notre Dame being an independent of football. They literally just played Ohio State like two weeks ago, and then they welcome in USC just like that. So that's kind of crazy. Um, anyways, though, huge game. Um, looking forward to it. You know, Notre Dame's coming off that pretty disappointing loss last week at Louisville. Um, and, you know, USC is coming off a pretty – I know they technically pulled out the win, but – you know they went down. They went down to the wire in three overtimes with an unranked Arizona team last week. So even though they won, that still kind of feels like a bit of a gut punch. Um, ultimately, in this game, though, with it being South Bend and Notre Dame, you know, being back in front of their home home crowd again with this big of a with this big of an opponent coming to town, um, yeah, I, I, there's no way in hell I'm doubting uh, Marcus Freeman and Sam Hartman here. Um, the only thing, though, is that if you remember, Sam Hartman threw, did throw three picks last week. Um, however, similar to what I was saying about LSU a moment ago, USC does not have a defense whatsoever. That's just the Lincoln Riley special. But ultimately, I do think Sam Hartman and Marcus Freeman and so on and so forth will get the job done on Saturday. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one. I think that Look, we all know USC's defense is a major issue, as is part of their offensive line, particularly at right tackle. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this should be a game where Sam Harmon and this Notre Dame offense really get it going. For some reason, I just – I don't think that they can keep up. And I think that Caleb Williams and USC are going to find a way here. But, yeah, that's that might be kind of a contrarian pick there, but – I just can't trust this Notre Dame offense right now. As much as I would will rag on the USC defense, I think that they can find a way and make enough plays to get this one done. So you think that bad USC defense is better than that, I guess, average run-of-the-mill Notre Dame offense then? Yeah. I don't – I just think that USC will be – like I think if this game turns into a shootout, USC will be able to score more points. Yeah, no, I, I can totally see Although that. Notre Dame has a good defense, obviously, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think that – I think USC finds a way. I They're still going to lose, I think, to Oregon and Washington, but I think they find a way here. All right, fair enough. Um, all right, now let's jump to um, – excuse me, I apologize. Um, let's jump to Miami at North Carolina – uh, pretty pretty big game here. Colton, do you want to lead us off on this one? Sure. Yeah, this obviously would have been better had Mario Cristobal known how to take a knee. But, yeah, for North Carolina, they're playing some better defense as of late. And Drake May looked a lot better last week. And, look, they got Tez Walker back at receiver. Marion Hampton's a great running back. So, you know Carolina's going to be able to put up some points. But Miami has some playmakers on defense, particularly there with James Williams there in the back end. But, yeah, I don't know. Ever since that, that A&M game, I don't think the Tyler Van Dyke or this offense has been as sharp as they were in that game. For some reason, I feel like Miami could really put up a, a really good game here, considering everybody's kind of doubting them. But I don't know. Gene Chizik has the heels playing some better defense of late. I think this Carolina offense is going to start to click. And I think Mac Brown and the Tar Heels pick up a big win at home and put themselves in a position to make the ACC championship game. I'm right there with you on this one as well. Um, and I also agree with what you just said about Miami. You know, of course, when they played AM in week two, they were Tyler Van Dyke and so on and so. 
was absolutely lights out, completely sharp, totally on top of his game. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And since then, I, he's, he, I wouldn't say he's like regressed. He just hasn't um, just gotten back to that level. And um, if Tyler Van Dyke gets to that level consistently um, throughout, like from here on out through, through the rest of the season, then look out for Miami. But he just hasn't. So, um, you know, I'm also going to rock with North Carolina here. Um, you know, Drake May. This is my Heisman pick, preseason Heisman pick, so I don't think I'll ever choose against him. Um, but anyways, going back to Drake May, one of the most electric quarterbacks in the country. The dude's already thrown for 1,630 yards with eight touchdowns compared to four interceptions. It's pretty good, if you ask me, up to this point. Um, and also, as you did mention, Tez Walker is back, so that'll give a huge boost to this team. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say huge, but maybe more of like um, – like an attitude or confidence boost, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, makes them feel better about things. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm rocking with the Tar Heels in this game, and uh, I got them by probably two scores if, if I'm feeling pretty comfortable about this one. You can never go against the Heisman pick. And as Caleb Presley says, Drake May. Let's look at a game I'm really excited about, SEC matchup here in Missouri at Kentucky. This is probably for battle of, for second place in the East here. And yeah, look, Kentucky and – Mark Stoops are always going to play some good defense there. Devin Leary, a guy who was very high on. I thought he was probably the best quarterback in the SEC coming into this year. He's not really shown that. Ray Davis is a very good running back. But I had, I just haven't seen enough in this Kentucky offense to make me think that they can outscore Mizzou. And I've loved what I've seen from Brady Cook, Cody Schrader, Mookie Cooper, Luther Bird, and Theo Weiss, and really Eli Drinkwitz's entire offense. So, yeah, I think Mizzou is going to put up some points here and that the Tigers get it done and improve to 6-1. and one. Let's look at a ranked Pac-12 matchup here. UCLA coming off a big one at Washington State. Goes to Corvallis to play the Oregon State Beavers. UCLA is playing some very good defense this year, and Dante Moore is a rising star. But I think Jonathan Smith and Oregon State are a very, very good Pac-12 team. And I think at home, they're able to fluster the freshman quarterback and DJ Uyunglele and the Beavs pick up a big win at home. So I think that uh, that'll pretty much wrap up our week seven preview. Let's look into some locks of the week. Will, do you want to lead us off here? Sure, if you don't mind. Um, all right, so my first lock of the week, we just touched on this game literally like two minutes ago. Um, I'm taking North Carolina minus three at home versus Miami. Um, you know, I'm feeling really comfortable about this game. Excuse me, I apologize. Um, anyways, I'm feeling really comfortable about this game. And as Coulter and I just mentioned, Tyler Van Dyke has not been the sharpest quarterback ever since week two feels like, and Drake may, he just keeps doing Drake may things. So North Carolina minus three here. I, I, I feel really comfortable with this pick and I, that's why it's one of my locks. Um, as for my other lock of the week, I also took, um, Duke minus three versus NC state, you know, big, um, Big game here for uh, Coach Elko and the Blue Devils. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling good about this game. It's back home for Duke. Um, you know, of course, they suffered that crushing loss to Notre Dame a couple weeks ago. But since then, um, you know, it'll be really interesting to see just how they can respond and how they play out the rest of this season. As we know, that Duke defense will be really stout. Um, against, I would say, probably just a, a some somewhat average NC State team, I guess, at least in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really liking Duke minus three this game as well. 
Uh, Colton, who you got for your two locks of the week? Yeah, so as it's become pretty clear over the past couple weeks, whenever I make a locker prediction, you can pretty much just run to the casino because it's going to hit, except for Texas OU. And you're like, it's like you're like a money machine, Colton. Yeah, pretty much, except for the various predictions that I miss every week. Although my locks have been good. And I'm loving Jeff Brom and the Louisville Cardinals on the road, minus seven and a half to take down Pat Narduzzi and the Pitt Panthers. I like what I've seen from Louisville. I don't think that this will be a blowout by any means, but I think they get it done by more than a touchdown. And yeah, look, Pitt is terrible. So I don't really, I'm not really too concerned about this one. And yeah, Wyoming plus ten and a half at Air Force. I could see Air Force winning this game. I picked Wyoming, but obviously wouldn't be surprised if Falcons are playing some really good football and they're tossing the ball around the yard a little bit more than normal. But yeah, I think that Wyoming is, I think that then with, with Andrew Peasley, they like to control the ball, do some power run game. And I think that they're going to limit possessions. And I think that Wyoming gets the win, but even if they don't, I think that they cover this plus 10 and a half spread. So take it to Vegas, lock it in. As I was saying, Colton, you're like an ATM, dude. You just print, you just give out money all the time. Um, it's free here. I'm giving you all this <laughs> advice for free. So, <laughs> all right. Finally, I think it's time we jump into our last segment of the show before we close out. Um, so, Colton, I believe you told me earlier this past week, or I think you said yesterday, um, you had a bit of a water issue in your apartment. Would you like to maybe touch on that, expand on that, give your thoughts, opinions, analysis on what happened? Yeah, it was yesterday and wasn't fun. Yeah, I wake up in time for more than enough time for my 11 a.m. class. I typically like to shower, put the contacts in, brush my teeth, everything, typical things that people do in the morning only to find out that our water is completely shut off from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., which is undoubtedly the worst time to not have water considering that's when everybody's waking up or trying to make food and get their day started. So yeah, I had to miss class and then went and just camped out at a friend's house until my water came back on. But yeah, definitely was not ideal. And the water pressure has been a little shaky of late too. So I think that my building needs to really get it together so that I can be my best self. And it's hard to be your best self without water. So yeah, that was that was a pretty big issue in my world. But it's all good now. A little bit of adversity, but I think we're going to fight through. I mean, ultimately, if you need water, like Austin does have like Lady Bird Lake, uh, like Barton Springs, things like that. So you do have water around you. It may You may not like it, but it's still there. I don't even think you're supposed to swim in Lady Bird. Really? I'm pretty sure you're, you're not supposed to. You can go down to Lake Travis then. Well, the issue with that is that I have to put my contacts in or else I can't see, and then I have to drive. So that's a good point. So yeah. So that's for me, point. for me, no water, it just wasn't going to happen. It's just crushing. It just it just throws everything off. It actually did throw the whole day off. Man, how was tough. okay? I so how was class after after the whole no water thing? Then oh, was that thrown off too? I didn't go to class. You didn't go to class. Well, class was at eleven, and. Water didn't come on till two, so. You said hell with it. Yeah, I mean, I emailed the teacher, said she That's understood. Fair. So shout out to my professor, but 
yeah, it was pretty unfortunate. Well, I'm but, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we've recovered, and we're You're back. gonna bounce back. Water's back on now, though. We're all back to normal. Yeah, water's back. Colton's back. Is, is Texas back? I was about to say. I don't know. Can't say <laughs> yet. <laughs> Gotta win the Big Twelve, and I'll bring it out here. But I don't know. Water's back. Okay. Colton's back. Texas not back yet. So there's a question mark around that one. Yeah. We'll see. All right. All right. Um, also, real quick back? on my... Huh? Is Bama back? No. 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 They're At fine. least not this year. They're toast. But yet, I, I say that as they'll still win the SEC West and probably somehow sneak into a playoff spot because the committee just absolutely loves Bama and Nick Saban. Um, it's just how it works. Anyways, um, I also just want to take a moment to say on my own... Um, I realize that since we are both from the state of Texas and pretty much all of our friends who listen to this show are from Texas, even though they may go to school out of state now. Um, congratulations to all the Astro fans and congratulations to all the Ranger fans. Um, this is, I know this is a college football show, but being someone who has you know, lived in Houston for the past 10 plus years, whatnot, I'm a huge Astro fan. And so I'm really excited for this upcoming series against the Rangers um colton do you have any brief analysis on this on this series coming up on starting on sunday so i don't follow baseball that uh, that closely i follow college baseball not the mlb as much but about when was wild card a week ago yeah about like a week and a half yeah i mean i haven't watched any mlb pretty much a whole year and i sat down on my couch and my roommate was watching the rangers game and they looked Mm -hmm. incredible and from that moment on i was like man i'm really liking the rangers long term here so Hate to go against the city, but I don't know. I think I kind of rolled with the Rangers early, and I mean, yeah, Colton, I the, the the Astros did go nine and four against them this past season, and did win the silver boot for like the sixth straight year. But who's hot right now? The Astros are pretty hot right now. So are the Rangers. I'm never going against the Astros, Colton. I'm sorry, I just can't do it. I mean, look, I don't really. That'd be great for Houston if the Astros win. I'm just going with the team that I chose about That's a week fair. ago. So yeah, I'm gonna say Rangers in seven. In seven. In seven. All right, all right. Um, Game seven would be in Houston, right? It would be. You know what, Colton? I'll just stop you right there and say not so fast as Lee Corso would. Um, I got Stros in six. Okay. All right. I, mean, I can um, provide next to no analysis other than the fact <laughs> that I watched about. 15 minutes of a Rangers game and determined they were the best team I've ever seen in my life. So, although I watched the Astros last night and they looked good, Mm -hmm. but I got to go with the team that I picked first. I I respect that. Um, Well, it'll be huge for the Rangers because they did um, just, I believe they are getting back match Max Scherzer and their starting rotation. And there's one more pitcher that I'm, that I can't think of right now who I think they're getting back. So that's big for them. Um, as for the Astros, I mean, they steamroll everybody, and I'm I'm here for it. I've enjoyed the ride ever since it first started back in 2015. Um, and quite honestly, I don't see that slowing down just yet. I think the dynasty continues, and I got the Astros going to the World Series. Um, the I realize back? that. Huh? Are the Astros back? Colton, they never left. They never left. They never left. It's always been the Astros. It always has been. Um, starting on Sunday, they will be playing in their seventh straight league championship series, which is utterly ridiculous. 
And starting on Sunday, I will be sitting on my couch and watching NFL Red Zone for seven hours. <laughs> With Scott Hansen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, I'm going to give a shout out to my fantasy team. I forgot about bye weeks, which I don't, I always do that. So I had about four or five starters down, and we ended up clutching up with a victory. You clutched up with five dudes out? Yeah. So shout out to who's the Broncos running back? McLaughlin. I threw him in. Mm-hmm. I threw in Drake London, who balled. And I got some things to say about Drake London, but I, I won't say them on air. Yeah. Uh, oh, I also started Justice Hill, Oklahoma State legend. I started Justice Hill. He scored a touchdown, fumbled, but the, whatever, touchdown's fine. So, yeah, we're 4-1. Most points scored in the league, 12-man league. Our only loss is by a point when I scored 150. But, yeah, Justin Jefferson being out for quite a while is – not good. I wish he would play through it, especially not for the Vikings, but play through it for me. But because I think we have a pretty special thing going on here. And yeah, I need the Lions to give Jameer Gibbs something considering they picked him at 12. But yeah, I think I'm going to lose this week, but hopefully we keep pushing through. And yeah, I'm a Green Bay Packers owner and I'm looking forward to us turning the season around. You know, Colton, I think you running a good fantasy football team will be the great, like, will be a fantastic first stepping stone for you to get into intramural coaching. Yeah, I think it really improves my talent evaluation skills, mm-hmm. and, and especially, being especially for their team. Especially if you take over an intramural job as a proven winner like that on the fantasy football gridiron, like, I'm sure, I'm sure whoever hires you will be over the moon that you're the you're the head guy now. And we have some good team culture and some good team morale. Might sign Tim Tebow just to kind of boost that, but I think mm-hmm. I think we're in a good spot. <laughs> Tim Tebow, you gonna bring him out of retirement just for locker room vibes? Oh yeah, got to make sure everyone's held that. accountable. I respect that. Um, all right. Well, with all all of that just being said, do you have any final closing comments before we shut down the show? I think that's all I got. I think that's all I got for me as well. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. That sentence made no sense. That is all for me as well. Anyways, um, thank you all very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, if you have, like I always say, if you have any suggestions, any comments, any ideas, anything you want us to talk about on the show, just pretty much anything at all, um, you know where to reach us at our socials. Um, We're also on Twitter now. We are on Twitter now. Um, we have a bit of a different username, but um, if you pull up our Instagram, we will have something about that very soon, so you can go follow us on Twitter as well. Um, but anyways, thank you all very much for listening, and we hope you have a great weekend in football, and we will talk to you all next week. Thank you all.